0: This is K. M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 34th episode of the Wordplay Podcast. Although research isn't my favorite part of the writing process, simply because it doesn't involve any creative act, I do dearly enjoy it. I love cracking an old library book and diving into a subject that I understand only vaguely. I love history and I love seeing the puzzle pieces fall into place so that I can begin to understand why certain historical events took place and how they influenced the events to follow. But even more than getting a look at the big picture, I love mining for details, tripping over those inconsequential, almost flippant gems of information that will prove all the difference in bringing a story to life. It sets my fingers on fire to start placing all these lovely little tidbits into the world of my story. Those of you involved in book clubs can now find some fun special offers on my website. Including a list of discussion questions, special discounts on bulk orders available only through the book club page, and scheduled Q&A group chats with me on Skype. If you're interested in featuring either "Behold the Dawn" or "A Man Called Outlaw" in your next book club meeting, be sure to take a peek at kmweiland. That's w-e-i-l-a-n-d dot com slash discussion dot php. Meanwhile, enjoy this week's post. Embrace your inner editor. The infernal internal editor is the shoulder devil common to all writers. We sit down to write a simple paragraph of description, a few lines of dialogue, a scene transition, and before our finger has even time to hit the first period key, our inner critic is screaming in our ear. It's not good enough. Nobody talks that way. You really think any self-respecting reader is going to wade through a description like that? This is insanely boring. Pardon me if I snore. Nobody likes a tongue-lashing, even from invisible, imaginary anti-muses. So when Mr. Inner Editor starts warming up, what do we do? We tense. Our fingers freeze in crooked positions above the keyboard. We start chewing our lips, our eyes flicking back across the meager handful of words we were able to squeeze out before Mr. Editor started his harangue. Our throats clutch a little, and our breath sticks halfway up our throats, as we realize he's right. Mr. Editor is right this paragraph does stink. This dialogue is hokey. This description is too long. No wonder he's snoring. From there, it's an easy leap to convincing ourselves that since our description, dialogue, and scene transitions stink, then, naturally, we must stink as writers. Doubts assail us about our ability to write anything that will please our inner editor. Doubt avalanches into fear, and we're crippled by panic. But it doesn't have to be this way. We've transformed the internal editor into a monster of epic proportions, but only because we haven't learned to utilize him. Our editor's not a fiend, he's a friend, the best friend, and the best tool a writer can have, but only if we embrace him. A writer's confidence comes and goes. One minute you're brilliant, the next you're a hack. But confidence isn't what makes a writer. If it was, we'd all be sunk. What transforms a random someone typing a story into an author is sheer determination. We know our writing will always stand for improvement, but we take that as a challenge instead of a put-down, and we embrace Mr. Editor, not as a cruel taskmaster who will never be satisfied, but as a tough-love coach who refuses to let us settle for less than we're capable of. The trick to embracing the inner editor is to turn his diatribes into lessons for improvement. I'm thankful for my inner editor. I'm pleased that he's usually right. I appreciate that I have this voice in my head telling me how to be better, never letting me settle for status quo. Is it tough sometimes? Do I occasionally hate him? Does he ever make me want to stomp away from the keyboard with the certainty that quitting now would be far easier? (laughs) You betcha. But I don't quit, and I don't let myself hate him for long. I love my infernal internal editor for the simple reason that he makes me better. And if you learn to embrace him, then so will yours. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay w-e-i-l-a-n-d.blogspot.com, and be sure to listen again next week.